Hello, you are listening to Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. Welcome to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show, a weekly radio program that spotlights positive real estate development and neighborhood revitalization throughout Philadelphia. I'm your host, Derek Hengemill. Jumpstart Philly is a unique community development program that trains, mentors, and provides funding to aspiring real estate developers in seven different Philadelphia neighborhoods, including Germantown, where the program was founded. Jumpstart believes that you can do well by doing good and focuses on removing neighborhood blight, scattered site rehab, creating a healthy mix of affordable and market rate housing, and avoiding gentrification through slow, steady growth and keeping wealth local. Interviews are conducted during Jumpstart Germantown's weekly Jumpinar series on Monday nights at 7 p.m. held via Zoom webinar. For more information about these events, you can check out the events page at jumpstartgermantown.com. This week, I am speaking with Mariah Lovin, who is Philly Office Retail's Chief Financial Officer, about the basics of bookkeeping as a beginner in the real estate development world. I hope you enjoy the conversation, and be sure to check out the podcast version of this program at jumpstartgermantown.com media. Um, I think we are good to get going. So I want to introduce Mariah Lovin, and she is Philly Office Retail's Chief Financial Officer, has an MBA, and has worked in bookkeeping for businesses in the past 20 years, and also lives in South Philadelphia. So she's local like the rest of us. Um, so I just want to open it up and give you a chance, Mariah, to, to let us know what we're going to be learning about tonight and, and why it's important. Sure. Thanks, Derek. Good evening, everyone. Um, and thanks, uh, thanks, Jumpstart, for having me on to, to share. Um, so what we're going to be talking about tonight, uh, Derek and I have called this um, Bookkeeping 101. And we're really going to talk about what are the very basics that those of us who are starting out um, either in the Jumpstart program or developing our own small business, our own um, first time doing an LLC, what are the very like basic tools and things that we want to keep in mind to organize our numbers why do we want to do? Why do we want to do it? We'll talk talk about some very basic best practices. Um, Derek, we're going to keep it to very like high level, kind of like best like very high level intro tools. Uh, we're not going to get into any like technical bookkeeping, accounting, financing, um, and I think in the questions. I'd like to stay away from more personal specific questions and talk more about like general tools and um, best practices. Totally. Yeah, we can do that. And and also, I'm sure if anybody has any like super intricate um, questions or stuff that might go over some people's heads here, um, we'll be sharing your contact information tomorrow morning so they can follow up um, with, with an email directly to you to kind of clear things up. Um, but we'll, we'll save that for then. Um, so great. Um, my, my first question for you is, is obviously what is bookkeeping? Um, but a little bit more than that would be like, what, what processes does it encompass? And like, what, what sort of falls under that blanket of bookkeeping? Um, because we don't really keep books anymore, but, but it can involve a lot of digital files and stuff like that. So, so maybe you can just start by, with, with that. And what, what is bookkeeping? Well, um, so even before we get to, um, to what it is, let's talk about why. Let's talk about why we're here and what we're hoping to accomplish. Uh, so the reason that we are here in general for the Jumpstart Germantown <clears throat> excuse me, uh, for the Jumpinar, for Jumpstart Germantown in general, is because we're committed to uh, redeveloping our neighborhoods, uh, redeveloping properties that we own either um, for ourselves or for business. Um, and that's the very premise of Jumpstart Germantown. The other reason, of course, that we're doing is that we want to make money. Um, and we can both 
rehabilitate and redevelop our local neighborhood um, and make money at the same time. So that's ultimately what we're doing. Um, and so the question is, how does bookkeeping fit into this? And, and why are we interested? We have a sense that it we have a sense that it, it should be important, that it is important. And the question is, why? So um, in service of our goals of redeveloping properties, um, making money, um, there's some very basic things that we both need and want to accomplish. Um, the first thing is, um, where are we and how are we doing? Uh, when we start a Jumpstart program, we start a, rehabilita a rehabilitation program, or even when we start a new business, a new initiative, uh, we have a sense for it'll cost us this amount of money, and we hope to make this amount of money, and it'll take place over a certain period of time, whether it's a very short period of time or a long period of time. Um, so we want to be able to say what happened when or when is something supposed to happen. So one element of bookkeeping is that we are writing down, we are tracking what is happening? Um, I share with my staff, we talk, about the, we talk about this a lot in Philly Office Retail and Jumpstart Germantown. And one of the things that I love about bookkeeping is that we are writing down what happened in the world. Money transferred, money went from point A to point B, it went from my bank account to another one, it went from me to a vendor. Um, who paid it? To who? When? What happened? What amount? And that's just basic record keeping because I have a limited brain. I can only keep so much straight. I want to know what happened and where. So that's the very basic is just keeping track of what happened and where things are. Um, the second thing is that um, the very basic requirements we live in a um, the society in which we live has very basic business regulations, has business taxes. One of the very basic things about operating a business, owning a business, is that we have to have um, certain basic filings, uh, pay taxes, and registration. So whether we like it or not, that is part of the um, part and parcel with being in business, operating a business, and so we want to have our numbers. Um, straight and organized and clear so that we're able to respond to the um, municipality, state, country, um, so that we can stay in business. Um, and really the, the last thing, and this is really what I, I, I like to talk about with, very, with, a, with a bookkeeping, that beyond numbers, beyond math, beyond money, beyond accounting, on a fundamental level, this is about organization. Mm -hmm. Can I find something when I need it? Um, I think we all know that, you know, we need a, a, a license, we need a, a receipt. Did I pay this vendor? Um, I can spend 10 minutes, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, two hours looking for something, scrambling. Um, when I pay something and I save it and I know where it is, I know where to find it. Uh, one of my most gratifying things in the workplace is when a a colleague, um, a manager, somebody, they'll say to me, hey, do you have this payment from this month on this date? I know exactly where to find it. Just search it within like 15 seconds. I have it, I've saved it and I can email it out. And then I've saved time and it's all done. So it's really about the basic requirements of business, organization, and then just seeing where I am. How am I doing on my budget? Mm -hmm. Great. So, so we had a, a jump in our a few weeks ago on um, a bank business banking and how to operate like a business bank account. And this is like 
the whole chunk of that that falls on you, <laughs> right? It's sort of like like everything, every financial aspect of what you're doing, um, even if it's not going into your bank account or out of your bank account, it's just like a record of what you said. I like I like how you said everything that happened. Um, so so I, I, we're certainly going to get into like how you bookkeep and and what the best practices are, like you said. Um, but before we get there, like. You, you definitely proved why it was important, um, but maybe let's talk about like specifically what do you want to accomplish with bookkeeping? Like, what, like what are the deliverables? Um, you know, like, what what is kind of the end goal of bookkeeping, and, and how do you know if you're doing a good, bad, or good or bad job? That's a great question. That's a that's a nice way to actually focus the question. Um, so, how do we know if we're doing a good or bad job? Um, the first question is that. And we'll get into like the hows, like how do I bookkeep? How do I record things? Where do I save it? Um, but we'll start with the question of how do I know if I'm doing it correctly or accurately, or if it's right. like, is it working? Right. Um, so I'd say at an organizational level, uh, can I find stuff when I need it, right? If um, a vendor calls me up, right? I, I, I paid a, a contractor for masonry or, or, or plumbing and I mailed it out and, and they call me up and they say, um, hey, I haven't received the check. I haven't received the payment. Well, I'm going to be able to find out and say, oh, on Tuesday, um, I paid that amount for um, $100. I paid it from this bank account on this date using check number this or um, wire number this. And here's the exact information. So basically, can I find stuff when I need it? Is it where I is it where I need it to be, and is it where I want it to be? Um, other than it being just the inconvenience for yourself and making things harder for yourself, like what are the other downfalls of not having something on hand? Like, is there, you know, I'm, I'm thinking more so like if you get into a, a, a tricky situation or somewhere where you might have um, like in a, in a dispute with somebody and you need to have like proof or records or something. It, it must be another reason why, right? Well, exactly. Right. So as much as it sounds like, oh, it's really nice to have everything organized and it's nice to have all the files very clean. Mm -hmm. um, this is really about, um, am I going to pay for something once? Did I pay how much I should have paid? Mm -hmm. um, uh, the vendor, I won't work, I, the vendor will not start work for me until I put a deposit down. Mm -hmm. uh, do I know for sure in an age where we're doing so much electronically over um, credit card payments, um, ACHs, wire transfers, um, can I document that I paid this when I said I paid it? Right. And again, this isn't just about, you know, it's nice to say everything's organized and I want a very organized file, a very organized desk, a very organized file cabinet. It's really about like, can I get my work done in a very, in a efficient amount of time, right? Can I stay under budget? Can I stay under money budget? Can I stay under time budget? Um, chances are if you take two businesses- working. Right, right. So chances are if you take two businesses side by side and one has a filing cabinet that's filled to the brim with, with papers and, and disorganized and then one that is like you're saying on top of everything, they know where everything is, the, the second one is gonna succeed faster and more efficiently, right? Um, no, not necessarily. Okay. Um, no, I mean, you can be making a ton of money and have a great profit and be totally disorganized. And there's plenty of businesses that do that. Um, but it's hard to keep that sustainable. Yeah, yeah, sure. And and yeah, I think sustainability is, is probably and, another big point there. Yeah. And I'd also say, you know, what what ultimately um what ultimately those of us who are who are doing renovations, right? Those of us who are um, in our communities rebuilding houses, mm -hmm. ultimately we want to spend as little time as possible with our checkbook, with our with our bank balances, with our with our with our books, right? What we really want to be doing is that we want to be um, we want to be managing our rehabilitation, our redevelopment project. We want to be finding the next location. We want to be selling it. We want to be re refinancing. Mm -hmm. So the more the cleaner things are, mm -hmm. the idea is that the less time 
mm-hmm. we spend on booking. We always, I often talk about um, uh, in, in the office, mm-hmm. I'll talk about the longer, shorter way, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it takes a little bit longer to take the file and rename it with like a, like a file name that actually makes sense and put it in the right folder. Mm-hmm. And that'll take a little bit of extra time. But that means that like two weeks later when the vendor calls me up and says, hey, what was that check number and how much was it for and what date did you send it out? I know where to send it. And within like 10 minutes, I can respond to that vendor and tell them exactly when, where, and how much. Right. And it's funny you mentioned that or, or Philly Office Retail is an example of that because I know sometimes I try and look back at our files from like three or four years ago and I'm like, how did how did anybody ever keep track of anything here? <laughs> um, and it's, cl- it's clear that, you know, over years of doing things, we've kind of learned that. Right? I like that the longer or the long short where it's like you're, you're putting in the effort now to save it later. Um, great. So I, I'm not sure if I cut you off there, but we were just talking about how you know whether you're doing a good or bad job um, with bookkeeping and, and what you said was really if you're able to find stuff efficiently. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so, so maybe if it's uh, a good time, we can move into the how and kind of talk about like the, you know, because the bulk of our conversation and kind of what people are probably most curious about. Um, so, so, you know, you don't have to, and obviously, like we said, we're going to try and keep it um, within the range of, of um, kind of realistic strategies for people in this call. Um, I'm sure it could go from keeping a notes app or keeping a track in your notes app to having an entire firm of people, accountants keeping track of stuff for you. So, so there's a lot in between that and maybe you can kind of position us where we should be and, and what people should be kind of identifying themselves with. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, so, you know, on the one hand, oftentimes when, when we begin to talk about accounting or bookkeeping, um, again, folks get a little bit nervous. It sounds very official. It sounds very almost like serious. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing when we talk about bookkeeping and accounting, we often think about there being like uh, a right way, that there's a correct way or perhaps a incorrect way. Mm-hmm. So that's Right. So that's in a sense like that's true for numbers and bookkeeping. Right. If, if I have to pay. Um, if I have to pay the hardware store $100, I have to pay them $100. That's not really negotiable. Mm-hmm. What I want to talk about that, uh, that was organization. Mm-hmm. And the organization is actually what, an area that this is more about what works for me as an individual, what works for my system, what works for my team, and less about a right or wrong way. Mm-hmm. So um, some of us are very gifted at staying organized. Some of us, uh, it's a... Um, it's not one of our gifts yet or something we perhaps have to put a little bit more uh, effort and thought and time into it. Um, and so really just the way that I think about bookkeeping is again, not about numbers, not about math, not about m- money. It's about organization. How do I keep things just where I can find them? Mm-hmm. And so the first thing we're gonna talk about is that um, many of us are starting with like one property, one business, one project, one initiative. And so, you know, Derek, I, I know you were kind of, um, you know, like, like smile a little bit, but on the other hand, uh, we can really just start with a piece of paper, a notebook, and a pen. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to diminish the power of that, of just writing down what happened, right? Um, growing up, we used to have, like, have to learn how to balance our actual like checkbooks. Mm-hmm. And we want to start writing it down. So for some of us, that's a notebook. Um, the system that I love, really, the, um, that I find really convenient is Google Drive. And a lot of people say, well, well, Google Drive, that's not for counting, that's not for bookkeeping. Um, Google Drive, almost all of us have access to it. It is free. We all receive the basic free account gives us 15 gig of, of, of memory, which is more than enough for any of us starting like a single project. And don't underestimate the power of just saving stuff to Google Drive. 
you take a you take a, a picture. Um, some people want a fancy scanner. You don't need a fancy scanner. Take your cell phone. I have an older model Samsung. Um, if I ever have a question, if I'm not near a scanner, I snap a picture, save it to Google Drive. I have a record of it. Um, some folks like a hard drive, Dropbox, um, any of the cloud systems. You basically want to keep it in the cloud because in the cloud we can find it from everywhere. Um, the other thing about cloud, some people have questions about security. Uh, one thing which I love about Google Drive is I use um, double authentication. So it's almost like an extra password. Um, you can use random password strings. Uh, there are plenty of apps that you can save passwords for security. And so just because Google is common and we all have access to it does not mean that it cannot be secure or perfectly um, helpful for the kind of businesses that all of us are, are building. Um, Google, Dropbox, um, anything like that. Um, you can start basic. Uh, some folks, as they begin to build up, they like to use something like, um, there are plenty of applications. The most common, the most popular is QuickBooks. Um, QuickBooks, I like it because it's very, uh, very straightforward. Um, one can also save receipts to there. Um, but again, it's just more important that you save it, you know where you're saving it, and you know where you can find it, than like, a special hard drive or, or Dropbox or any of the specific ones. Um, and then come up with a system which works for you. So that looks like, um, that could be like once a week, that could be once a month. You pull receipts, you save, you snap receipts into your phone, you take once a week and you sit down, you upload them to Drive. You sit down once a month and you upload them to Drive. Um, set a time, do it every week or do it every month. Um, I have one friend who when they do their taxes every year, they absolutely hate it. Uh, they buy themselves some um, really expensive ice cream and the reward is they sit down and do their taxes and then they eat lots of ice cream. And so um, whatever you need to do to incentivize yourself, to get yourself to sit down and organize, do it um, and make a practice of it. It's not gonna be fun necessarily. It's not always gonna be interesting. Uh, it's about being consistent and organized. If you're just tuning in, this is a conversation with Mariah Lovin, who is Philly Office Retail's Chief Financial Officer, about the basics of bookkeeping as a beginner in the real estate development world. Thanks for listening to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show on Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. I hope you're enjoying the discussion. So I want to go back. You, you mentioned QuickBooks, and that's something that a lot of people ask about. You know, whenever we're talking financials or any sort of um, you know record keeping, it, it or QuickBooks isn't necessarily something. Or, or correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not necessarily something that would be useful for somebody who has like one or two properties, right? It's kind of is it is that something that's more applicable to like a larger scale organization? Actually, uh, QuickBooks. It, it really depends on the individual. Um, QuickBooks is a powerful program and can handle. Uh, um, excuse me, larger organizations. And an individual can certainly manage quick, um, uh, one or two properties through uh, QuickBooks. Um, yeah, it'll be a little bit more and it might be a little bit um, uh, more than is needed. And it will not be too powerful and it will work. And again, it is um, accessible, it's clean, it's straightforward. I can access it from anywhere, it is secure. Um, so QuickBooks is very good. I also wanna just say, just because QuickBooks is the most popular, um, there are other platforms that have been emerging over the past five, 10 years that have also been people like, like very much. There's something called Xero, um, there's some online versions, there's um, Quicken, um, 
at a certain level, don't overthink it. Like they all basically do the same functions. And even if it doesn't have one or two functions, the idea is that we're going to keep stuff straight and clear. Mm -hmm. And even like any of the top five, six, seven um, apps used for either uh, bookkeeping files um, are all good. It's really more about personal ease and then price and accessibility. Um, I just wanted to remind everybody, because I, I think I forgot to say it at the beginning, but we will do a live Q&A at the end of our conversation here right in around 20 minutes or so. Um, so I see somebody has their hand raised. If they just want to put their questions into the Q&A tab, uh, which is at the bottom of your Zoom toolbar there, um, you can put them in there while we're talking, and then we'll, we'll get to them all at 7.45 or, or right around there. I also, um, I also just want to like um, as much as we're talking about QuickBooks, about Zero, but other uh, software, um, Google Sheets and Microsoft Excel are also very good and very straightforward for keeping for keeping one's books. And again, um, don't overthink it. Think about the basics. Right? What day did I make this purchase? Who did I pay? How much did it come from my bank account, from my credit card, and what did I buy? Um, the other thing I want to, Derek, if I can add this at this point, is we're talking about different softwares and apps. A um, couple other just pieces of advice for those of us starting out. And I, again, these are very easy things to do. And what we're trying to do is that we're trying to keep our business, whatever we're doing for business, even if it's our, our, um, our personal business, our sole business, it might be a side hustle. We want to keep whatever we're doing for our redevelopment on certain levels separate from our personal finances, even if they're coming out of like the same pot of money, so to speak, right? And so what that can look like is, um, again, when you're starting out, one of the easiest things you do just to keep things straight is go to your bank, open up a second bank account. Um, most banks, it's either no cost or very, very low cost up a, to open up a second bank account. And what I would do is you basically run all payments for the, for the, for that project through the second bank account. Um, a similar thing that people do, again, this is about personal style. You can use a second email, have a second email that's you just email all of your receipts to it, have a second um, Google Drive, and that's just for that. Um, have a second ATM card, or even sometimes we can call up our, depending upon our credit card, call up our credit card company and ask for a second card with a different four, uh, uh, last four digits. Again, we carry two cards, one for our redevelopment projects and one for just personal day-to-day -day use. The more we can keep stuff that this is for my personal life and this is for the business or this is for the project without getting too complicated, without spending money, without spending too much time or money on bells and whistles, we can use the tools that we all have to just keep everything separate, organized and clear. So maybe you could just go into like, why is that so important that you keep those things separate? I mean, I'm I'm sure obvious, for obvious reasons, um, people can probably come up with some, but like, like for, for things that are kind of on the line, like, like maybe it's something that's used for a couple of different projects or it's something that you use for personal use and, and your projects. See, like, like, why is it really important to make that distinction? Sure. Well, I'd say it's like, it's um, two big reasons. One, again, going back to organization, right? That I have my, um, I have my, uh, my uh, personal life and the personal life might be, um, it might be the, uh, our daily, our daily living expenses, whether it's utilities for our personal housing, it might be our, our personal medical or, um, or bills or, or our food groceries. And that's, and that's one question, right? How, am I spending, how much am I spending every day or every week or every month or every year 
for, for life, for food, for medical, for whatever it is, for rent. Um, and second of all, um, how much is this project costing me? If I want to make, if my budget's $100,000, how much of that have I spent? How much do I have left? Um, am I over budget? And then if I've spent all that, am I making the money back? And it's easy to say, well, I spent around this amount. Um, so we want to know that. Um, and then once we have a separate email or bank account or credit card, it's just one more thing that makes it that much cleaner and easier and where to find stuff. Oh, it's on this statement. Oh, that's like, I went to, um, what's a good example? Um, Home Depot, right? I went to Home Depot. Oh, it's my personal card. Oh, that was for my like backyard. Or that was like uh, um, for my personal house or apartment. Oh, it's on my, it's on my um, project card or my company card or whatever we want to call it. Oh, that was for, that was for the, um, the redevelopment project. Right. And again, it's, I'm going to say this like a, with like a, like a tongue in cheek way. We want to be lazy and do it right the first time. Mm -hmm. rather than go back and try to piece stuff together later. Right. Yeah. I can imagine, I can't imagine how complicated it can get when you like, you're using a personal card, but you emailed the receipt to your personal email and you're saving it in your personal drive, but it's in this, it, it, it I see what you're saying. Whereas the, the more separation and the more like tags you have on each of it that designate it to a certain um, um, use, it make, makes things much, much easier. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been, um, we talk a lot, a lot about this in Philly office retail and jumpstart Germantown. When it comes down to the bookkeeping and accounting that we're doing in the office day to day, we're actually not doing like advanced um, accounting or there's no financial derivatives. There's no futures contracts. It's what, what we're doing is that we're just keeping a lot, a lot of variables and moving parts that like, okay, this goes here and this goes here and this goes here and this goes here and this goes to here and this goes to here. Mm -hmm. um, that's the real, that's the complexity of our day to day mm -hmm. and not so much the like math or the accounting um, functions. Cool. So, so moving on, um, so, so now pretend someone's got all their stuff set up. They have two credit cards. They have the, the second bank account. You know, they have their drive system set up. They got their phone scanner. They're all set to go. Um, now let's talk about moving forward. Like, how do you actually do it? <laughs> you know, like, like I think you mentioned before is setting up like a week where you sit down and you take pictures of everything or, or something like that. Like, like what are some best practices for, for once you've got everything set up and you're, you're steaming, you're steamrolling ahead, you know, you're like two months into your project. What, what sorts of things are, is like bookkeeping going to look like? Um, so, so if you're like me, you go through your day and you, um, you accumulate different receipts. Mm -hmm. um, you send different payments out. Mm -hmm. So that's going to, Money has left our bank. Money has come in. Well, hopefully, money has come in at some either at some some point. Um, so what it does is that it looks like uh, now on the day to day, we do a lot of this here in Philly office retail and Jumpstart Germantown. We do a lot of these functions daily and weekly. Um, for example, one of the things that we do here in the office is that every Friday morning we go through, we open up our our bank account. We look at all the transactions, all the money that left the bank that uh, left that specific bank account in the, in the previous seven days, everything which came in, and we say, okay, everything which is on the bank account, can we account for it? Do we know what it is? Do we know who it paid? Does it look like it should look like? Um, as much as we're dealing very much with a black and white, it's either this or this. Um, just by doing it every week. We begin to see like what should be there, what should not be there. When I do it every, when we do it every week, the memory is still fresh. 
We do it after a year, after three months, after, excuse me, after a month or after three months, we have to begin to do a little bit of like, oh, I think that was from that. Or maybe it was the first time I went to Home Depot or to Lowe's. And so um, every Friday, here's everything that came out of the bank account. Did we mean to send that? Do we know what that is? Can we account for that? Is that what it should look like? Um, and then sometimes there's usually maybe like one or two payments that um, for whatever reason, we never entered in QuickBooks, we'll sit down and enter it then. And before we get to the weekend, we know that everything that went out of the bank is accounted for for that week. Likewise, at the end of the month, once we receive our monthly statement, we go down the bank account again and make sure that everything that's in there for the month is actually there and actually should be there. And so what we're doing is that we're keeping like a constant lookout in a cycle. And what that means is that um, I should catch it on Friday. If I miss something Friday, I'm going to catch it at the end of the month and that I'm going to have a weekly check and a monthly check. And really this, this becomes about personal style and personal, really like um, uh, how, how much time do I have, right? Can I sit down? Do I need to sit down once a week? Do I need, need to sit down once a month? Is there volume? Um, and again, did I pay everything I should have paid? Did everything that leave my bank account, I mean, and we think about this and we talk a lot about um, uh, wire fraud, um, um, bad payments, right? Like, I think I should have paid a vendor and the vendor, vendor actually wanted to pay a vendor. Well, the money actually never left my bank. Uh, what happened? Did the check get lost? Did I think I, I sent it, but never did? Did the vendor maybe receive it and for some reason didn't deposit it? Right. And so those are all different scenarios, but I'm not going to know it until I begin to say, oh, I wrote this check and this money never left my bank account. And that's a very basic like, um, again, we talk about this all the time. Either we were having this uh, discussion this morning, right? A, a vendor called, it, uh, called us up and said, um, you're supposed to send to send money. Right. And either we did or we didn't. It's a binary option. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a, a minute degree of, of technical difficulties or, or something that could happen, but, but you're right with wire transfers. It's pretty much like black or white. <laughs> you did it or you didn't, right? Cool. Um, okay, so I, I'll let you move. I think if you have some more stuff you could talk about, just kind of best practices moving forward with bookkeeping. Um, and uh, if you don't have anything, we can move on to my next topic here. Um, well, let's let's keep going. I mean, what what I really just want to keep coming back to is. Um, is not being overwhelmed with it, not being overwhelmed. You know, I've heard people say to me, oh, I'm not very good with math. I'm not very good with numbers. I'm not very good with money. Um, and again, I wanna to continue to reiterate that as much as this is very much about money and this is very much about making money. And for many of us, some very large amounts of money, um, this, is a, this is really about organization and is something where I need to find it. Can I find it basically? Cool. Cool. So, so the last thing I want to talk about is, um, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, once they do one or two projects, it's a quick escalation towards their, their full-time developer. You know, they're, they're developing many multi-unit properties and there's a lot more variables that come into play. You know, they have a whole team where they have payroll to do and, and X, Y, Z. Um, so, so what, what are some things that people should focus on and look out for, like, as they gain that experience and as, you know, like you said, it might teeter on that verge of overwhelming where it's like, oh, I can, you know, I can sit down at the end of this week, but I have so many expenses that, that have come through and so much going on that I can't handle it myself or, or I can't handle it with the tools I have. Um, what, what are people's options for expanding and kind of like catching up to, to where they are at in their, um, their development path? Well, first, I'd hope that they would take a deep breath and actually <laughs> um, 
pat themselves on the back as much as that can be a very stressful and frightening place to be in. Uh, it also means in a certain level, something might be going right if you're overwhelmed with, um, with volume, right? Yeah. Um, that's not necessarily a bad problem. So that's the first thing I just want to recognize. Um, so, so the other, th the, the, as much as, especially, especially in Jumpstart, where there's very much an ethos mm -hmm. in Jumpstart about us doing it ourselves, mm -hmm. right? That it's not a major developer who's going to redevelop the neighborhood. I am going to do it, or me and my partners, me and my friends, me and my family, that we are going to own this redevelopment. And I think that it's also um, in the same way that we readily, we need somebody to do masonry. If we're not the strongest at doing masonry, we wouldn't for a second think about doing that ourselves. I think it's also just knowing um, when to call up a vendor and say, hey, can you help me out? And um, how much will it cost me? And what do I get for that? And so one thing which I really encourage people to do, um, even if it's early on and you're small and there's not that much, um, find an accountant you like, and just to start to make a connection. Um, I always say like, so for example, I've been, um, I have an MBA, I've been working in, in corporate, um, corporate finance and bookkeeping and accounting for about 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have a CPA. And I like to tell my staff and my colleagues that I like to think I have a pretty good idea of what I don't know and when to ask. Right, and the idea is to build a relationship with an accountant, with a professional, the same way that might one have an, um, a, a, a relationship with an attorney. And it's not that one's gonna farm out all one's work. One wants to have somebody that one kind of knows and one can trust and one can say, hey, I think this is a question and maybe you should do this for me or is this something which I should farm out? Um, and that's something which I would start building up now because early on, we might need an accountant, uh, excuse me, um, an attorney to set up some like opening paperwork, but build a relationship. And if this is something that I'm gonna be um, a developer and really grow my organization and grow my presence, then there will be not, there will be many, many things that I will not have the time, the bandwidth, the ex hopefully there are many things I don't have the time or bandwidth or expertise to know. Mm -hmm. And so begin to, to form those relationships with um, an accountant, an attorney. Again, don't overthink it. it doesn't have to be somebody fancy or complex. Um, somebody who you have a nice working relationship with and who you trust enough. That concludes my conversation with Mariah Lovin, who is Philly Office Retail's Chief Financial Officer, about the basics of bookkeeping as a beginner in the real estate development world. Next week, I'll be speaking with Jeff Pastva about the implications of a multi-unit conversion and how to conduct feasibility studies. The interviews on this program are recorded during Jumpstart Germantown's weekly Jumpinar series, which takes place via Zoom webinar every Monday night at 7 p.m. If you'd like to participate in the live Q&A with our guest, be sure to head to jumpstartgermantown.com events and register for next week's Jumpinar. And if you're interested in starting a Jumpstart program in your own community, you can visit gojumpstart.org and see our how-to guide and open source training workbook. Thanks so much for listening to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show on Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9. And be sure to tune in next week.